Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your missions-related questions. With me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi, Joy. Okay, so my question for you today is about the country of Israel. Why are Bibles so needed in Israel if it's a wealthy country, if it's a religious country? Well, it it, it is... Hmm. The question is honest. It, many people have it today. Yeah. But perceptions in the West of what Israel is, is are a little bit askew. And for this reason, Israel is a more modern country, but the cost of living there is extreme. And you get the very rich and you get the incredibly poor who are new to the country or just moving in and things like that or have been there generations, and they live in poverty. So the variations are massive, and therefore it's, it's very, very difficult to put one identifier on the country of Israel today. It goes via nationality, where you came from. Mm-hmm. In other words, the Russian-speaking. It could be um, um, the Arabic-speaking um, people. It could be those in West Bank or Gaza Strip. You can talk about Israel in the big uh, Jewish sort of framework where you've got the ultra-Orthodox who are, you know, sometimes extremely right. wealthy for from their backgrounds. And then you've got those that are secular Jews who work in office buildings in Tel Aviv or something like that and make an average income. Mm-hmm. So there's all these factors come into play in Israel. So many people say, well, I see they have cars and they've got freeways and they've got all these things. That's true, but it's still very, very difficult, and especially for one group. These are young people growing up in the country, and they go through their military service for two or three years or whatever the case may be. And that's all young people. That's all young people. Uh, And then they come up through that. And then they have to find a job, they have to find a place to live, etc. Many people, the rent is so expensive for their their income that they can't even afford a, a, a normal rental unit or a young couple getting married. They have to stay with their parents in an apartment. And so everybody's squished together sometimes in these apartment setting and to try to get enough money together to get a down payment to get a loan, mortgage, et cetera, to get a house. Right. It is really tough. So it's a very divided country that totally. way? Totally. Okay. Very much so. And it's it's not what we we would expect from a Western perspective for it to be much more uh, independently wealthy, mm-hmm. uh, prosperous, et cetera. Well, they not have great defense, great military, great advancement in technology. That's what I hear. It, so then, That's true. Right. And so for that group of people, they have it better off than many of the others. Mm-hmm. But we at Empower help people who are in the slums, mm-hmm. uh, Haifa and, or Tel Aviv or some of the people in the outlying areas that are very, very poor, and especially COVID did a number on them. So um, that really settled it with unemployment. You see, Israel was based upon tourist trade, really, like I forget the percentage, but I would say well over a third of every dollar coming into the country was a tourist dollar, and maybe more than that. And therefore, when the tourist trade stopped now for two and and a bit years, it just stopped cold. Well, they didn't have any way of making a living, so hotels were shut down and and uh, tourist shops and um, uh, tour guides, and the whole thing just stopped. Well, 
those people are really suffering right now. Right. So for them to buy a Bible or get a hold of one, in many situations, that is an extreme luxury um, item. So the people who want the Bibles can't necessarily find the Bibles. Exactly. Right. And, and what are you going to trade off for your children? Is it going to be a food or a Bible? And therefore, we can say, well, they should get their Bible. Well, it's not quite that easy. Right. Okay. And then the other part of that, what was the other part that we were talking about? Um, you talked about wealth, um, religion. Right. Um, yeah. It's a religious country. And that is true. It is a religious country. So you would think country. they would be saturated with everything. Well, Christianity isn't the biggest religion there. Right. All right. Now, let me explain that. Um, first of all, you've got um, Islam. And there's a good section of the country that's uh, that's Islamic background, belief, etc. Um, you've got those coming from the Jewish background, which are the majority, mm -hmm. and therefore they're not really interested too much in the New Testament. They're interested in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and therefore that's their religion based upon that. Christians, yes, there is a section of Jerusalem that's cordoned off for uh, you know Christians, etc., and things like that, and that's true, but. At the same time, we're talking at a division here, and this is what people have got to realize. From an empowered perspective, Christian doesn't mean born again. Hmm. Christian means that they hold to a religious belief or right. a religion, talking about Jesus, death on the cross, yes. But it's when it's personalized and a person becomes a born-again believer— as according to John chapter 3, Nicodemus, that story. Right. And the Spirit of God lives within them. A miracle takes place. So you can have a religious belief without having a religious experience with Jesus. And that's where a lot of people are in Israel today like that. Mm -hmm. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the, pers deny the personal power of Jesus in the life. Mm -hmm. So they're doing the rules, but they don't know him. And that's why the Bible talks about, you know, um, many people think they know him, but on Judgment Day, they never really knew him at all. Right. And that's why you can say, well, there must be a lot of Christians in the country, born-again believers, probably upwards of 60,000 that attend Messianic congregations in the country. We don't know the exact number, only God knows. Right. But I think it's fair to say that 100,000 would be at the top end, and I think many people would agree with that, um, of those that are in the land, born-again believers, Messianic congregations, yes, or maybe within Judaism have not been able to come out publicly, and therefore, yes, it's religious and many friends, but we're talking about those people here, and here we go, who are hungry to read and live by the Word of God. That's the question that on the table right now. And it, the number is growing all the time. And there are a lot of Jewish people, uh, young people, that are looking into the Word of God and they're being witnessed to by their uh, Christian friends. When I say Christian, I mean born-again um, right. men and women, boys and girls, etc. And they're being witnessed to them, and they are opening the Bible for the first time. Well, they've never looked into the New Testament before. They probably grew up in a secular or, or orthodox background or something like that. And they would have the Old Testament down pretty well, but they don't understand the new. So to read that, sometimes you have to be presented with one and given one as a gift. 
And they wouldn't even know what to do, where to go sometimes to get one, right. a Bible. And are they accepting them happily or oh. with caution? Well, here's the thing. They are spurred on by the Holy Spirit through witnessing, through various many reasons, curiosity sometimes. Like, what's in this book? Right. Why do the Christians believe what they believe? Or somebody says, have you read in Isaiah 53 the description of the Messiah? Well, if you want a fuller description, look in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and go on like that. And they say, really? I should do that sometime. So then they want to find a Bible. But where do you go? That's why Empower, working with the Bible Society of Israel, and we are in the business right now of supplying to those people who are curious, who are hungry, who are wanting to understand the truth, commit their lives to the truth found in the New Testament in Jesus, and they, they need some help. And either they need it financially to be able to afford one, or else they need one to be provided for them to get them started. The Messianic congregations, their pastors are saying that uh, they're requesting them because their small congregations just can't afford to buy them, to give them out to people. Exactly. And for even for their children growing up, mm -hmm. they have the Bible, their first Bible. It, it's a struggle sometimes. And therefore, if we can provide... The Bible in all its forms, sometimes these are study Bibles for pastors or in various languages because there's so many languages spoken in Israel today. It's unbelievable. From all these countries where the people are coming home, Jewish people are coming home or people are emigrating there for various reasons. Uh, even now, as, as I speak and we're in this studio, Ukrainian Bibles and New Testaments are necessary in Israel. Who would have ever thought that before? Um, but at the same time, that's world conditions have changed. They're running to that land because it's safe right now. Doors are open. And therefore, we have to help provide those Bibles for them. So religious, yes. Moderately wealthy. All right. It's not third world. Right. But at the same time, there are divisions within it, making it difficult for people to both acquire and to afford so I suppose then the hope is the cry for Bibles continue to grow and grow in Israel as it's already begun oh, yes. across the board. Oh, yeah. Now right. we're working on the curiosity side of things. Mm. Um, we've supplied, from what we're told, we've now supplied the major um, Messianic congregations, almost all of them, with every bit of scripture that they need. So now we're looking for other opportunities to those people that really would like to, who aren't Christians, mm. who aren't part of a body. Um, and they want to, they want to look into it. And those are the people that really now we're focusing on with the Bible Society in Israel. That's, that sounds a little mysterious. Are we keeping that a little? Like, how are we focusing on them? Are we doing video work? Or so it's just it's more Bibles. It's it's more. Um, it's it's more sort of Bibles for those that are interested. And I know that in, the interest continues to grow because I have yes. um, been seeing different things online where the young people, the generation is starting to ask more questions. Oh, and absolutely. that's what really the focus is. It, absolutely. We're in yeah. the business of answering questions because God wrote down in both the Old and New Testaments all the answers to those questions. So there's no doubt right now that the people in Israel— because of world conditions, because of the fighting that sometimes happens in the country itself, uh, the various factions, and all those things, their lives are being shaken, and they're starting to look around. And that's what we want to do. We want to be there with an answer. 
the one that we believe is the truth. That is that Jesus is the promised Messiah. Thanks, guys. I think this is a great podcast because I, I think there's a lot of misconception out there about Israel. So thank you. <laughs>